Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Thank you, Lord. My, uh, my attention in my own personal life has been, uh, I want more of the Holy Spirit. Of course, if I'm getting more of the Holy Spirit, I'm getting more of Jesus. So if you're, uh, if you're offended by me wanting more of the Holy Spirit, not Jesus, they're all one. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Read John chapter 17. But why want more of Jesus? I was listening to a podcast on the way to the men's meeting, and uh, we have a men's meeting every third uh, Saturday. starts at 8 o'clock if you're interested. We actually had a pretty good time yesterday. First time in a long... No. <laughs> we had a good time. We had uh, good fellowship uh, talking uh, besides the material. And then for those that like, we go out for breakfast. We buffet our body. <laughs> but as I was uh, coming to church, you know, some for me as a minister, I can be sitting in, uh, in a, in a uh, church service, somebody else is preaching, they say one thing and my mind goes off. My spirit goes off because I am thinking about something that God wants to communicate. And so uh, I believe he starts downloading. And so uh, he was, uh, the guy was Stephen Furtick. He was talking about, you know, people not uh, accepting you, people rejecting you, and how are you to respond? And so the thought came to my mind, uh, this was, what would a crazy person think that they were crazy or would they think you're crazy? <laughs> so think about that for a moment. If a crazy person was crazy, what would they think that they were crazy or you're crazy? I would think that they would think that you're crazy. Of course, some people would say now, because we have no absolute truths, uh, what is normal? But if we have a standard in the scripture that tells us what normal in the kingdom of God is. The Lord says, the Lord says, um, what does he say? <laughs> the Lord says, uh, pray, our Father which art in heaven, how would be thy name? Thy kingdom come. There are absolutes in heaven. There are ways of communicating. There's ways of living. There's ways of acting. And God wants us to have that same type of communication, that same type of love, that same type of lack of frustration, which would be peace. He wants us to have that. And you know, this, uh, the world doesn't always recognize what God has for us. That's a good place to say amen, but anyway. I'm going to give you a scripture 
He says in Acts chapter 17, verse 6, he says, These that have turned the world upside down have come here also, or come here too. Was Paul, was Paul turning the world upside down or was he turning it right side up? You know, a lot of times we try to fit in and we don't, and we, we go with the flow. That, that used to be a, a thing of mine. You know, I used to be a, a moderate hippie. <laughs> my dad wouldn't let me grow my hair long, so I just took on the philosophy, which is very stupid. But uh, I remember one, my, my thing was take it easy. Take it easy. You know, you know, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Yeah. Stuff like that. There was other things. But the reality is, is that if it doesn't line up with heaven, it's not good. If it doesn't line up with heaven, it's crazy. Heaven is not crazy. God is not crazy. The saints, you know, and by the way, if you're saved, you're a saint. Because you are sanctified. You are set apart. God's picked you out. You've received Jesus, so he picks you out. He sets you apart for his own personal service. You are set apart for him. So if you're set apart for him, if the, the world might think you are strange. I'm going to kind of misquote it. Well, not misquote it, but kind of paraphrase. Yeah, thank you. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. You're peculiar. Now, that means that you're set apart, but you are peculiar to the world because you don't act like, you don't, you don't separate yourself, you, you, don't, you don't do what they do. You know the song we sang this morning, well, actually, it was the, uh, well, it was a song that was sung. Where you go, I'll go, what you say, I'll say. Where you go, I'll go. What you say, I'll say. And that's when we do that, when we go where he goes. You know, my family thought I was crazy. I said, uh, I said uh, I'm going to Bible school and I'm going to Tulsa. Well, my mother, you know, she didn't want me to leave. She said, oh, there's plenty of Bible schools in Kansas City. And there was. Bible schools, seminaries, all that. But I said, the Lord told me to go here. So they thought I was strange. They thought I was strange. They thought I was strange when I decided to put, put all my, my belongings in storage, pack my babies in a Datsun B210, with a pack and play. <laughs> what was that thing? Anyway, some, some kind of thing to keep Joel corralled. 
And they had one, I think they had one toy apiece. And the Lord said, go to the northeast. Well, we went south because <laughs> we wanted to visit people. We went south, and eventually we ended up in the northeast. And I, my, in my thinking, I thought the northeast was Boston, you know, Maine somewhere. But I found out later that this is the northeast. So anyway, we made it. But my family thought I was strange. When I went to rent a, uh, rent a lot for my mobile home, we went to the, the gentleman that owned the, the park, and he says, uh, how are you going to pay for it? And I said, the Lord's going to pay for it. <laughs> well, he didn't like that answer. He was a banker. He didn't like that answer, and so finally he said, if you can get somebody to co-sign for you, I'll let you in. So I got Grandma to co-sign for us, and he let us in. So there's things that we do that not, might not necessarily, that God tells us to do, and I'm not saying to be strange for strange sake. You know, I don't like flesh. That's where, you tr that's where you try to act like you're in the spirit. You're just in the flesh. But there are times when you're in the spirit and it looks strange. He might say, so where you go, where you go, I'll go. What you say, I'll say. Do you know that the humor around here is always, is, that we laugh at is negative? Most of the humor that we laugh at, and it is funny. It is funny, but most everything that's negative, we laugh at. But where you go, I'll go. What you say, I'll say. So what is God saying? Well, we'll get to that. Let me ask you a question. Are you frustrated when others don't embrace you? Are you frustrated when others don't embrace you or, under, or they don't understand you or they keep their distance or they even reject you? Father God accepts you. He embraces you. He understands you. You're a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Well, what's the old things he's talking about? Well, you get a new heart for one thing. And then by the renewing of the mind, you get a new way of thinking. I used to listen to a program. I think it was Dr. Laura. Was that it? She was a shock therapist on talk radio. And then she, there was a song that they played, and the last words were, I've got a new attitude. I've got a new attitude. You know, sometimes the reasons we are down is because we have the old attitude. We have the old way of thinking. We have the old talk. We used, I, I used to sing a song. It was a kind of a, it's a Christian song, but it goes like this. I'll, I'll say it instead of sing it. I don't sing those songs anymore, like Born to Lose and Of the Life Before. What we say is what we get for sure. I don't sing those songs anymore. There's more to this, a little closer home, like an old account was settled long ago. 
hold the fort and farther along and living here on barely get along. Do you know, I don't know if this is why it happened, but you know, I had, heart, I had to have heart surgery and I was fine. I was fine. What's, I'm, I'm healthy, you know. But I was singing this song. It's a secular song. And I'll just uh, try to remember what it was. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see a robin cry when leaves begin to fall? That means it's lost the will to live. I'm so lonesome, I could cry or die or something like that. Hank Williams. Anybody remember Hank Williams? Well, I could, and man, I was singing it real good, so I kept repeating it. And you know, all of a sudden, something hit my chest. Something hit my chest. And uh, the next day we were leaving, we were in uh, Tennessee, Nashville. Maybe that Nashville spirit got on me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, man, I got up and I wasn't feeling too good. I thought maybe it was because I was lifting these heavy, uh, this luggage. Got to the airport, and man, I was like, I couldn't hardly survive. Oh, I just need to get on the airplane. So I got on the airplane, you know, and just kind of just held my head. And, you know, I go up and I go down. I go up and I go down. And Melody made an appointment for me to go to see a doctor. And, and, and the day I was supposed to go, I got up and, and I went down the stairs and I went back up. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need to go. <laughs> I don't need to go to the doctor. And so uh, she says, you're going. Well, I didn't know that she had talked to the doctor the night before and told her the symptoms. And she said, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> so anyway, you know the rest of the story. I went in for, for heart surgery, which they didn't actually touch my heart. It was just the bag around, the sack around it got inflamed. But it was going to stop my heart. But you know, I was singing that stupid song. I'm so lonesome I could die. How about that? I don't sing those songs anymore. <laughs> like born to lose and of the life before. Of course, if I needed an illustration, I might stick one in. <laughs> Just so you get the point. I remember one. I remember. I'm going to remember us right to the end here. I remember one time I sang a Beatles song you know, in church to bring out a point. And some lady come up to me and said, don't ever do that again. That was on my mind for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I woke up on, on Saturday morning and this nice uh, melodic song came to me. It wasn't a Christian song. And I started thinking of the words, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being followed by a moon shadow. And if I ever lose my legs, I won't moan and I won't whatever. That's crazy. You know, I used to like that song. Do we got any more songs we're singing? Where you go, I'll go. What you say, I'll say. Man. What you pray, I'll pray. Okay. Now you get the point of where we're going. 
So the Father accepts you. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and say, he accepts me. Father accepts me. Maybe the next door neighbor might. Maybe, he might th- maybe they might think you're crazy. Maybe they might wonder why you're getting up on Sunday morning so early and going to church. They might think you're a little weird, a little crazy. You know, that, that church stuff is old-fashioned. It's not relevant for today. You know, heaven's relevant for today. I'd rather, be, I'd rather be where he is and I'd rather be where I can receive so that I can be in communion with him. And when I go, I go and I'm going there. Thank you, Lord. So he accepts you. He embraces you. He understands you. You're a new creation. Old things are passed away and all things are become new. As a matter of fact, when we become new creations or before we become new creations, there is a word that says repent. You know, the first words of the gospel are repent and believe the gospel. Well, the word, the, the word repent does not mean ball and squall and kick on the wall. No. The word repent means to change your mind, change your thinking. And when you change your thinking, you change your attitude and you change the way you live. Change the way you live. I, I, you know, and I used to be this way, but it bothers me when I see people and, you know, and I'm greeting them or we're talking and they do not have enough self-esteem to even look at me or anybody else. They don't have the esteem. If they knew who they were, if they knew how God saw them, They are a child of God. There's no need to put down your head when you're a new creation. You're a child of God. God loves you, and if everybody else hates you, so what? The King of kings and the Lord of lords who is eternal and never changes, he will never stop loving you. Thank you, Jesus. So, how many of you like that word repent? You know, some of us need to repent every day because we're still thinking the old way. We're still thinking the old way. Actually, I want to put this in because this is what I want to talk about. It's being continually being filled with the Spirit because the more I'm filled with the Spirit, the more He begins to take over. His thoughts become my thoughts. His his emotions become my emotions. Sometimes we need, you know, I I had a student asked me about praying for more love. I said, well, you don't need to because, I'm going to change this. You don't need to because the Bible says that the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. But the reality is, is we have to appropriate what God has for us so we continually ask for more. We continually ask for more love. We continually ask for more of the Holy Spirit. Not that he's left us, Holy Spirit's not leaving us. He's not going anywhere. But I want more of his manifested life in my life. You know, since I've been doing, since I've been doing this, I've noticed a change in my attitude. Hey, do you have not, I'm not, don't raise your hand. But have you ever had emotions come out? Or words come out and you're glad nobody was around to see what came out. 
or you were using sign language that wasn't fit to be used in church. I'll tell you, the whole, if you ask, you know, because you can try to change your life. But I'll tell you what, the Holy Spirit coming in will empower you to change the way you think, your emotions. He will even give you love for people you can't stand. He is almighty God. He's not just some poof, some, uh, some weird spirit. He is God and he wants to come inside of you make his home in you so that he can demonstrate the kingdom of God through you. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. How's your peace? How's your peace? Well, if fear is in your life, your peace is low. I'm not just saying, well, I'm going to start singing, I got peace like a river. No, I'm going to start saying more Holy Spirit. Because you know, the, you know what? The scripture says in Romans that he is the God of peace who will crush Satan under your feet. Thank you, Lord. Well, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22, he says that you put off concerning, concerning the former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed. Now, these are people that have already been saved. They've already received the Holy Spirit, but he's telling them after, uh, in a letter, he's saying, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. It's sometimes we just think, well, uh, one shot will do. One shot will do. Somebody was talking to me about, uh, about Outback, uh, Outback and uh, Texas Roadhouse this morning. I thought, man, I haven't been there for a long time. And I was thinking, I, I love the blooming Onion. And I said, I could just take that sauce and just eat it. Yeah. That horseradish sauce. I wish we would be as hungry for the Word. I wish we would be as hungry for the Spirit. I wish we would be as hungry for His presence. Because we would, we would see a difference in our lives and it would be a positive thing. Do you th everything in heaven is positive. So when He says, pray your kingdom come, your will be done, He's not telling you to, to uh, pray for something bad or strange or evil. It's good. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. He is good and his mercy endures forever. Well, we'll go to Mark chapter 3, verse 21. He says, but to his own, uh, this is uh, Jesus uh, was preaching. He had a crowd and his family came around. It says, but his own people heard about this. And they went out to lay hands on, uh, lay hold of him, for they said he's out of his mind. Jesus's family said he's out of his mind. Now, if they said that about Jesus, what are they going to say about you? 
What are they going to say about you? Well, Scripture says, woe be it unto you if all men speak well. Now, I'm not telling you to do strange things so that you, uh, so that you bring persecution upon yourself. But man, if we, just, if we just live in the fruit of the Spirit, what a change that would be. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. Do you know a gentle, a gentle word turns away wrath? You know, that, that word this morning about family, 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 family. That's where we need the Holy Spirit to invade us to tell us how to treat our family. Some of you haven't heard this story. So uh, I'm going to... Uh, we were still in the storefront on Center Street. Remember that, Donna? And it, was, it, was, it wasn't even bigger than the, than the coffee room. And there were times we got 70 people in there. And we'd be running the air conditioning and the fans in the middle of winter. It was just hot, you know. But anyway, you know, I wasn't as uh, mature in the Lord <laughs> in those days as I am now. And Melody just was having a problem with me. She was just, you know. Of course, it wasn't her fault. Did you say yeah? No, I didn't know. But I, I, I encouraged it anyway. So, um, and this is Wednesday before church. People were going to come, and we were not in a good mood. You know, most preachers repent on the way to church. For me, it was always being late. I never want to be late. And I won't mention, it wasn't Melody, but it was another female in her house. I won't mention any names. But her gear was slow and slower. But anyway, so we, we never left when I had the, the urge to, to go to church. And so I would, you know, I'd get, I'd get lit up, you know, and... Uh, you know, you repent, because you know you can't preach after that. Well, I got two stories mixed up, but I'll, I'll tell you the end of this one. Uh, they both go in the same direction. But I remember uh, we, were in, we were in church. Now, we were in the fire hall at this time, and, uh, you know, uh, the worship team was up there, and, I, you know, I was rocking back and forth like I always do. You know, trying to be in the Spirit, and the, you know, the Holy Spirit touches your hearts, you know. And so I leaned over and I apologized like I did every Sunday. <laughs> and she forgave me, and I'm good. I'm good. Holy Spirit said, I ain't good enough. So I go back again. I did this three times. Well, that ain't good enough. Well, I know that there's something more. So he had me apologize in front of the whole church to my wife. How many times do you think I uh, got angry after that? That was the last time, buddy. You don't want to be apologizing for stuff like that in, in public. <laughs> so anyway, glad we got that worked out. 
But they said, his family said he's out of his mind. Now, let me ask you a question. Was Jesus out of his mind or were they out of heaven's mind? They were not lined up with heaven. Therefore, they thought Jesus was out of his mind. Jesus was bringing heaven to earth and they thought he was a lunatic. They thought he had lost it. Why am I saying this? Because if you're, now if you act like a lunatic, I'm not telling you to be strange. I'm just telling you that if you are following God, if you're following the will of God and people don't, re, they don't embrace you, they don't accept you, they even call, call you names, whatever. Don't worry about it. You've got a God in heaven that still thinks you're okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When you're filled with the Spirit, you're going to be led by the Spirit. Not everything the Spirit tells you to do, everybody's going to embrace. My family did not embrace me coming out here. My mother did not embrace me coming out here. But guess what I did? I came out here. Why? Because I was led by the Spirit. I was led by the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Well, last week we talked about the Spirit being the Spirit of life, the benefits of the Spirit. He is the Spirit of life. He says, There's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. You are free from, from the law of sin and death, specifically in your inner man, in your inner man. And hopefully we will take that over into our mind. He also is the spirit of workmanship. He will anoint you to, he will anoint you to do the will of God. You know, you should be the best anointed worker wherever you work. We talk about marketplace ministry. That's just being a Christian in the marketplace and doing the best that you can. We talked about Baziel, who was Baziel and, a, and Aholiab, I think his name was. They were used by God. God anointed them to make the tabernacle, and there were specifically things that, had, that needed quality craftsmanship, and the Spirit anointed them, those two, and not only that, they were also able to train and to help anoint those that were helping them so they were able to, to create a beautiful tabernacle for the Lord God. And God will use you where you're at with the anointing of workmanship, the spirit of workmanship, so that you can bring a quality product forth that it will even amaze your boss. Well, what if he's not amazed? Please, God. Please the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Well, we know that... Uh, Jesus said, as, uh, as the Father, Jesus said to us, as the Father has sent me, even so send I you. 
But he says in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Do you know that the Spirit of the Lord will also be upon you? I know this is a messianic taken from actually from Isaiah. And Jesus was quoting it in the synagogue, and they got mad, and they wanted to kill him. But Jesus was telling the truth. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to to set at liberty those that are oppressed. You know that you, that you, you and I, not just the pastor, but you and I have been anointed by God to help people to get out of oppression, depression. You say, well, I'm not trained. I'm not a counselor. The Holy Spirit's a counselor. And the Holy Spirit is upon you. You don't have to, you don't have to try to impress people. You, don't have, you, might even go, you might even go into some place where you think, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? Sometimes the best thing to do is to say nothing and just let them know that you are supportive and that you're there and that you love them. I think it's John Maxwell that said, people don't know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Until they know how much you care. He said to proclaim liberty to the captives. Proclaim liberty. You know, we've got, if you have a tendency to speak down at people, you need that spirit upon you so that you will proclaim liberty to the captives. Some people are not in in a physical jail. They are in a mental jail. And they need us to speak a word of encouragement to them. We know that in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it talks about, the, talk, uh, talks about prophecy. And you say, well, I don't have the gift of prophecy. Prophecy is edification, exhortation, and comfort. Do you, can you speak a word of comfort? Yes. As a matter of fact, I'm just kind of feeling low right now. Is there anybody here that could speak a word of comfort to me? Sure. I'm asking. Is there? Come on, speak it out. Yeah. I need it. I'm a man of faith. Woo! I'm not sure. I'm more than a conqueror. Amen. In agreement. Anything else? I'm still, I'm not there yet. You're doing a great job. I'm doing a great job. Woo! Hallelujah. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, anybody else? You know, I'll tell you what. If, if you're down, when you start lifting other people up, you will be lifted up. Why, how do you know that, Pastor? Well, give and it shall be given unto you. So if I am encouraging somebody, how many times do you think I've gotten up here and encouraged you, and I thought, what in the world am I? <laughs> Almost some sailor talk came out there. What in the world are you doing here? You don't even feel like you're saved. And then by the end of the thing, it's okay. I'm saved again. (laughs) 
But I'm telling you, if you will release what God has placed within you, you are going to be edified and the person around you is going to be edified. We, we used to have this, uh, this marriage counseling series. <laughs> Man, I didn't even get to where I was supposed to go. But uh, he talks about there's two types of people. How many have we marriage counseled in here? Anybody? Do we still have anybody left? Larry and Laura. All right. Do you remember uh, Dr. Wright? I think his name was Dr. Wright. Anyway, he talked about two types of people. There are balcony people and there are basement people. I used to, we used to have a basement when I was a little kid. And I was afraid to go in the basement. I thought there was monsters down there. Well, the balcony people, now, don't raise your hand if you're this or that, but the balcony people will pull you up. They'll pull you up. Come on, you can do it. I see potential in you. I know you're going to make it. I know you're going to get through. The basement people say, oh, you're... You can't do that. You're a disappointment. That's what basement people do. They pull you down. Like the old song says, don't let him bring you down. Anyway. (laughs) It used to be a Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, but anyway. Don't let him bring you down. Then on the other hand, don't you be one to bring people down either. Because really, it is the bully that is hurting themselves more than they are hurting the person they are bullying. Mentally, there is a, there is a, uh, brings a, what? Feedback. Feedback. There's a feedback that, and the Bible says, what you give will come back more to you. Given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. You don't want negative feedback coming on you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, Let me give you this, John chapter 20, verse 21. Jesus said to them, Peace be unto you. As the Father has sent me, so send I you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost, or receive ye the Holy Spirit. I believe when when a person gets saved... When they ask Jesus into their heart, the Holy Spirit comes in. Okay, we, we okay with that? Doesn't matter, but I'd like to get feedback. Are you at Outback already? <laughs> I believe every person that's born again has the Holy Spirit. But I believe we need more. Jesus said to his disciples, receive ye the Holy Spirit. And then on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came on him more. And then if you read the book of Acts, there's, a con- there's continual outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And let me just say this. My, for my thinking, 
I'm wanting more of the Holy Spirit to change me and to make me more like Jesus. To make me into His image. And if I'm stuck and stubborn, which I've been, because I always wanted to have a good reputation. Sometimes a, a good reputation with men is not a good reputation with God. I'm not talking about being weird. I'm talking about being empowered by the Holy Spirit so that I can love you in the way you need to be loved. See, it's, how many of you know some people like to be loved differently? If I wanted to turn Melody on, all I had to do was grow, go mow the grass. Because her love language is works of service. Acts of service, whatever, same thing. The, mon the lawn got mowed. Some people need to hear those tender words. Some people need a gift. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I forget what the other one was. Touch. So, well, we all need a little touch. Reach out and touch somebody, the phone company says. Uh, what I'm trying to do is to put salt on the popcorn. I'm just trying to get you to say, God, I need more of you. When I'm saying, when I'm saying Lord, Lord, I need more Holy Spirit, I need more of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's, in the Bible, and this was supposed to be my first scripture. <laughs> Fear not, little flock, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So don't think when you go to the Father and you're asking for something that he's stingy, he's holding back, you've got to get all your P's and Q's in, in order the planets have to be aligned and, and the stars and everything. No, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. To give you the kingdom. Anybody been moved or touched by the Holy Spirit? Has God spoken to you? During this time, has God touched you? Has God spoken to you? Is God saying, even if God says during this time, I love you, that's his spirit moving on the inside of you. But how many of you would want more of that? I want more of Jesus. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, you might be here today and you just say, Well, you know, I don't know about all this stuff, but. Jesus came, Jesus came to, to bring heaven on earth. Of course, there's a lot of other things we could say. But how many of you would like more of heaven in your life? Okay. Well, if you would like more of heaven in your life, let's all stand. If you'd like more of heaven in your life, just raise your hand and, we'll, and I'm going to pray because I'm praying for myself also. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you said in your word, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Father, I'm asking for more of your spirit within us to bring that righteousness, to bring that joy. I just cry out for a holy joy to fill your people. I cry out for a holy peace 
to fill your people. I cry out for a holy power to fill your people. Lord God, I pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him and that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. Open all of our eyes to see the more that you have for us and create in us clean hearts, create in us hungry hearts that we might yearn for you, long for you, and seek after you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to ask the uh, healing team to come up. And as they're coming up, uh, if, you have been, uh, if you have been healed or touched or if you've been prayed for, come on, healing team. If you've been prayed for, we would like to hear uh, how you've been ministered to. Okay? So if you have, I pray that you would uh, let Katie know, let me know, uh, let the healing team know, and then healing team tell us. But we need to know how the Holy Spirit is moving and touching people today.